Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Before we get into today's episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you do your listening. It really helps us out here on the show. You can follow us on social media or get into contact us with us there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. And of course, you can send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Uh, you can give us updates on your reading challenge. You can suggest future episodes. You could just stop by to say hi. We would love to hear from you. With that, let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Today, Emma and I are here to talk about some of our favorite Libby features. This felt like a fun time to hop in, talk about some of the things that we both love uh, as Libby power users and, you know, tell you what they are, why we love them, and a little bit of how to do it as well. If you are new to Libby and would like help making the switch from the Overdrive app, I do host monthly getting started with Libby sessions with my teammate, Marissa, who you've heard on the podcast before. If you're interested in registering, you can go to bit.ly slash Libby webinars, and that will be in the episode description for you as well. With that, Emma, hello. Let's dive into some of our favorite Libby features and uh, why we love them, how we use them. What would you start off with? Let's talk about my most, most favorite. Libby feature that I suggest always in my training demonstrations to our library partners. And that is utilizing the navigation bar labels. Ooh, yes. I think it's hands down the best thing. And what's silly maybe for me is I use Libby all the time in both work and life. And still my brain just cannot (laughs) process what each section of Libby is sometimes. And so what I like to do is if you click on the main menu, three lines, and you navigate to settings, click on customize navigation. And then there's an option to toggle on labeled icons in your navigation bar. Now it does make those little icons a little bit smaller, Mm -hmm. but for me, I'm just reading the labels anyway. So that's like an, an okay trade-off so that I have to think even less when I'm looking to search or browse my library or find my menu, go to my shelf or look at my timeline. For some reason, those labels just make it 10 times easier for me to figure out where I'm going. That is such a wonderful recommendation. We love to bring that up as well, especially for any of you who are new to Libby, uh, getting comfortable, just taking one less thing away from your brain to have to remember uh, whether you are, like I said, brand new, or if you're like Emma and you use Libby all the time. I mean, Emma's a trainer. She's always in Libby, but there is something that makes it so much easier on my eyes as well to just be like, 
oh right that magnifying glasses search duh i know this but <laughs> it's just really helpful they are toggled off by default because of the multi-language support in libby just mm-hmm. as context for everyone because in some languages some of those words are so long that then everything would really shrink or it wouldn't look as nice um so by default they are off but yeah i just love that feature you know anything to make my life easier (laughs) I'll do it even on something I'm familiar with like Libby Joe what's one of your favorite features in Libby one of my all-time absolute favorite Libby features which I'm sure I've talked about plenty of times already uh, is tagging I love tags in Libby there are so many good reasons to be tagging, whether I'm I'm stealing this from Emma's list as well. Uh, if you don't want to use up all your holds, if you're just trying to keep a list of like what you want to read, and if they're like the up and coming recents on your TBR, but maybe you don't want the pressure of something waiting for you and getting that notification that a book's ready when you're not quite ready for it, having a hold for those want to read books. Um, I'm just going to open my Libby app here and let's look at some of my favorite tags. So I have TBR lists by year because no matter how hard I try, there are always some books that don't make it out of the year I planned to read them in. And instead of starting the new year with a long list of books from the previous year or previous years, I will make TBR and then I have one here that's TBR 2023. So anything that pops up when we're doing our monthly book picks that I want to read, I'll pop them in there and whatever by the time I hit the end of the year doesn't make it over, I know I can always kind of go back. Um, I also have a DNF tag for books that I did not finish. That can be either because I like, it's not usually, my DNF tag is not usually because I didn't like them. It's because it wasn't like, for me then. If I absolutely did not like the book and could not finish it, I have a tag that's just, um, oh, it's the emoji of the girl crossing her arms like an X. And that's when I'm like, ooh, yuck, this was trash. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's uh, it's as simple as that. Some of my other tags, I do love to genre tag. So I have a true crime TBR. I have a witches and magic TBR. And then I also have, um, you know, I love manga. I love comics and graphic novels. So I've got a TBR just for that, as well as a Barbie book list. I love uh, the kind of historical facts and elements of Barbie. So I've got some reads in there as well. I'm glad you mentioned tags related to the use of tags something that I've been using them for that I found really helpful is I've been tagging things to the appropriate ones instead of placing items on hold. Yeah. Because we as hosts of this podcast and as book lovers, like we have absolutely no shortage of reading materials Mm -hmm. at any time. And there's certainly that stress where Everything comes in at once on Libby. All of your holds are fulfilled at the same time because of course they are. So when I start to get like a little bit like, oh, I already have several items on hold or anything like that. Instead, I've just been tagging things that I have interest in reading 
but that I don't necessarily need to like have in my active queue, like in the next month or two. Yeah. Because that's really helped cut down on that overwhelming feeling when all of your holds come in at the same time. Um, So I've just been tagging them to the appropriate, like, if it's an audio book I want to listen to, I have an audio like headphones tag. If it's just something I want to like keep an eye on and see maybe when it's a little bit less popular, I have like a book. I love the emojis and tags. So I have the book stack icon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoy using tags in that manner. I also love the emojis. You can't go wrong. Like, oh, I also just love to be like, oh, what's in my fire emoji tag? <laughs> yeah, they're just fun. And I know emojis aren't necessarily everyone's taste, but I just think it's like such a fun, cute way to keep track of things in Libby. Exactly. And I really love the point of like, oh, this is my short list. Like these are the books that I was really going for next, but I do feel overwhelmed sometimes when like, I love the option to have a title delivered later, but sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'll give myself two more weeks. And then that comes in. I go, "Uh, I don't want to read this now. And so that's, that's where it's really helpful to just not place everything on hold and, and have those, like, this is what I think I want to read next, or this goes into like a different vibe category. Yeah, exactly. And then there's certainly all of those places that you can then go to in the Libby app where you can either browse what your librarians are putting in front of you in those library collections, or then you can go to your tags and figure out what you want to read in the off chance that you don't know already. Absolutely. Something else I really love in Libby is the multi-library support and the multi-library search. Uh, So if you are not aware Many places allow you to have access to a lot of different library collections. Here in Ohio, we're pretty spoiled. You can get a card in several of the different libraries in the state just because you're a resident of the state. So personally, I have like three to five cards just from Ohio, and they're all different digital collections. So I can borrow from a wide array of places. I also think of Massachusetts where your one library card gains access to eight different digital collections, like lots of cool things like that. That's, I know, a little inside baseball, but if you have more than one library card, you can add it into Libby. And if they're different digital collections, it's easy to switch between them to browse. Or of course, if you are a family or a couple sharing one device, but you have two or three library cards from the same place, you can have three cards from the same home library. So you don't have to worry about your partner or your child borrowing on your card. And then you go, I wanted to read this book, but I can't check anything out. So I I love multi-card support. But what's a recent add to Libby that I think changed the game is multi-library search. So all of your library cards kind of pop up in your search results. If that library has the book available, if all of your libraries have the book available, you can see which has the shortest wait list. When you type the title in the search bar, when it pops up, you'll see the little library card icon next to it in the upper right-hand corner. And if you tap on that, you will see all of the wait options at your different libraries. So if one library has it available to borrow right away, that will show up at the top. Or if there are hold lists, you can kind of look and sort based on how long that list is. So you can place multiple holds for the same book, see which one comes in faster. 
it's a real game changer and it makes it easier to browse your different collections. I love that too. The same good problem as Joe is that I also have several library cards. And so I like that it's super easy to sort of see what's available in the fastest way it's available from my many different library systems. So I love that support in Libby. It's just, again, all supportive of my quest to get things in the shortest amount of time possible. When I want to read something, I want to read it right then. So also shout out to our, to our Ohio library systems for that. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are we are always unpacking that very question on sleepover cinema check out sleepover cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com see you soon one of my other favorite features in libby is the ability to send anything i want to the kindle app so i do read a lot of my ebooks um, and obviously listen to audiobooks directly in the Libby app because I like the layout. I like the features. You can customize things like the background, um, screen color or the font or anything like that. But on occasion, if I don't want to read things on my phone or on my iPad in the Libby app, and again, this, I don't know why sometimes I feel like sending it to Kindle, but I do. Um, it's just super easy to utilize that option, setting it up with your Amazon account and sending it to Kindle. Then you can read anything you want on your Kindle device or on the Kindle app. So I don't have a Kindle device anymore, but I do utilize the Kindle app on my iPad. So again, I when I'm feeling spicy, I guess I'll send things to Kindle, but it's just nice to have that option, especially if that is your device of choice and it just makes it really easy. I know some people don't like reading on their phones if it's too small or anything like that. So it's just nice that that is an option for you. And don't forget that the Kindle app is an option. I think a lot of people assume you have to have like a paperwhite or like a specific Kindle tablet, and you certainly do not. Right. And if you love your paperwhite, if you are someone who wants that feel of a book, but the digital experience, it's a great option to be able to use Send to Kindle. Of course, I have to come in from my marketing brain and remind everyone that Send to Kindle is US only. So if you are one of our international listeners, apologies, uh, but Send to Kindle is for US folks only. Something else I really love that is a recent update in Libby is the new approach to preferences. So we now have what's called the filter cloud. 
So if you look at the top of the library tab on your device, you'll see the, the filters you were already used to seeing, like newest, popular, random, available now. But if you hit the stack of three lines that begin that, you can add in subjects, you can add in formats, availability, uh, you can also choose the way that you want to sort. Is it something that was added recently or you want to see most recent releases? Uh, same thing with like audience information and then, of course, language options. So libraries offer titles in a variety of different languages, just kind of depending on what your library offers is what you'll see. But if you read in more than one language, you can now select more than one language. And then when you set these filter clouds, uh, this is going to stick and stay unless you go and change it. So you can set that on the library tab for it to apply across Libby, which is really exciting. So that way, if you only read in English or if you read in English and French or whatever combo works best for you, those are the titles that you're going to see when you're scrolling, when you do a search. So if you have that, say, English language preference set, um, when you search for a new book, you're not going to see all of the different language versions your library offers. You're only going to see those English offerings. I love that. That's a, a really great new update to Libby is just that slight adjustment to the preference. What was formerly preferences is yeah. using that filter cloud to and it, search and easily browse things. It took us from going for um, or to and kind of. Yeah in the space of before you could only set a preference for one language and now you can kind of set multiple which is really cool along with some of the other subject options absolutely and i think what's great about libby is that there are so many options to help you figure out what it is to help you find things in libby if you're not going in for a specific title or specific author there are so many different ways that you can get to the content that you're looking for one of the things that I really enjoy about Libby, and this seems incredibly obvious, like, duh, Emma, it's on all apps and other things with your modern day iPhone, but it's really the push notifications option and the ability to really customize your notifications for what you're seeing in Libby. I know something that I always struggled with with other apps is that I would not... I would not always see the notification or if it just went to my email, I wouldn't always know that my hold was available or that my library, you know, had done this or that and really being able to customize those push notifications that I receive, then I can literally jump on my hold the moment it is available. Even though you have a window to pick up your hold, again, I have like zero patience for things because I'm just always on to the next, but the minute that it's available, I can go in and borrow that title. I remember specifically this happened for the graphic audio version of A Court of Frost and Starlight. It got added, I think at midnight. And for some reason I was awake and it literally came in right away. And I was like, well, guess we're listening to it now in the middle of the night. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without having those push notifications on. So just something that I appreciate that I think is pretty simple and pretty common for most apps, but you can customize the experience for yourself there. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point because there's, it, there's like an underutilized element to it of how granular Libby allows you to be with your notifications. Like 
I personally have my loan expired notification set to ignore because if the loan expired and went back to the library, it was probably because I was done with it and I didn't return it early or for whatever reason, like if I'm not finishing this book, I don't need to know that it went back. I want the notification that my loan is expiring. So if I forgot and I needed to renew something, that's one thing, but if it expired, I don't need to know it went back to the library, like big whoop. Yeah, that's such a good point. And so if you're interested in customizing your notifications or you haven't looked at them in a while, again, you can access that under that menu, three lines in the center, and then you'll navigate to settings. And then from there, there's that option to manage notifications. And so like Joe said, you can have certain things set to ignore if you're not interested in receiving that notification. Then you can also have like a menu badge Um, or whatever for certain notifications as well. You can also set up email notifications. If that is your preferred route of being notified, you can just do that in libbyapp.com in your web browser, and you'll see that option to receive an email notice populate there as well. So insider secrets, not really, but (laughs) we use Libby a lot in both our devices and like in the web browser. So right. It's it's helpful. It's all the same experience. That also gives me a chance to shout out that I do love that Libby syncs across multiple devices. It does not matter if I go from my iPhone to my iPad, if I'm in the car listening and I get home and I want to switch over to my computer, which is like connected to the sound system. If I'm on LibbyApp.com, if I'm using the Libby app on a device, everything syncs and tracks. Uh, that's always been the case. That's always been one of my favorites. Um, multi-device reading support is brilliant. So I'm not really counting that as one of my favorites, but I had to sneak it in there. (laughs) One of the newest features of Libby that I really am obsessed with is the deep search and notify me options that are truly new and coming to us because of the transition from the OverDrive app into Libby. Now, some of you may already be familiar with deep search uh, because it did kind of launch earlier to a few test groups. And it has taken another like big wide net now, and then soon it will be available everywhere in a little bit for both Deep Search and Notify Me. You know, there's testing things to be done, so I won't get too deep into that. But what I love about Deep Search is when you are searching for a book in your library, if you are going for it and it's not popping up, you're not seeing it at any of your libraries when you're searching, there is a little filter option that says, deep search up at the top. So it's in that same filter cloud that you see in search results. And when you tap into that, it will pull up if OverDrive offers the book. So if the book is in our collection to be purchased by your library, you can search for it. You'll see it there. And then there is a little notify me button next to it. So it's a blank library card with a library bell. And if you tap on that, you can be notified if your library adds that to their collection. I think this is such a cool feature. It gives you the opportunity to kind of request books from your library and hopefully see them added to the collection in the future. I I think this is so neat. And I know um, recommending titles to your library was a part of the OverDrive app. I have been using the OverDrive app for a very long time in my personal life, but I never recommended titles in the past. Maybe I wasn't aware of it. Maybe I just at that time had so many other things I was trying to read, 
But now when I know like this hot new book is coming, I think my library should have it. I'll hit that little bell. Um, if you're not seeing notify me yet, it has not hit your library yet, but it is coming soon uh, to a library near you. And I don't, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say that as somebody that really heavily used the recommend to library feature at some of my libraries, I can honestly say if you feel very strongly about the recommend to library feature, that's your prerogative. It does serve a really good purpose in, in that you might want to recommend it and you're getting that hold sort of placed. But from my perspective, and this is just some two cents is that there's so many other things to read in Libby. And I know that it might be frustrating to see those long wait lists in Libby the minute that you see a title appear. And I do think part of that is a holdover from the recommended library feature. So if there are folks going in to recommend the title on their library's Overdrive website, where they could currently do that, then when the title would show up in Libby or you notice the title in Libby, you might say, wait, why are there already 50 holds? Holds. And right. I think some of this takes away that super long wait list immediately. I know for me, and this is maybe not the nicest thing to reveal about myself, is sometimes I would just want to get my hold in to get my hold in. Yeah. Yeah. And whether or not I would actually be able to read that book first when the time actually came, because again, depending on how much stuff you have going on, all of your holds are going to come in at once. Or as we talk about every month in our monthly book picks, so many of the new books come out on the same days. Mm -hmm. We have those ones where it's like, oh, everything comes out on the 25th. And so if all of those things that I've placed holds for six months ago, all populate from that recommend library, come in at the same day, there's absolutely no way I'm going to get to it. Right. And so no way. I think for me as a reader as well, this kind of takes the pressure off. <laughs> so I can go in, I see that my library's purchased it. If I want to place it on hold, I can. If I don't, I can set a tag. And so that's sort of that thing that we were talking about earlier is just utilizing the tags in a way that can maybe help alleviate some of that pressure to place those holds yeah. on those ever-growing wait lists. So just, just a different way to think about it. But of course, if that's your favorite feature, that's your favorite feature. So- I think that's such a good point is that like this really kind of level sets the the world of new book holds because you're going to get that notification. If this is a book you were dying to read, you're going to go in and, and place that hold. But if not, you've got a tag for it already made for you on that list that at some point you can go through and be like, oh, I did want to read these things. And a month went by and I didn't go for it then. So I can either wait a little longer or yeah, I'll, I'll read this when it becomes available. I think that's, I think that's neat. And I'm excited to see how this changes the game for libraries. And also on the same notify me topic, I love the notify me tag for magazines because I do love some HGTV magazine and not having to hunt to remember when the new episode or the new episode, when the new magazine issue comes out is nice to just have Libby say, Hey, here's the new issue. So I can see what color is popping in, in the summer. Absolutely. Again, it's all about getting Libby to that spot where it really works for you and the way that you want to use it. So whether that's magazines or audiobooks, customizing your notifications or um, figuring out the best way in which to find the content that you're after. I think all of that is possible in the Libby app once you give it a go and see which parts of it work best for you. Absolutely. 
I think those are our t- like, I want to say those are our top, what is it? Five piece uh, features yeah. in Libby things you can do in Libby, but we could certainly go on and on about the ways that we use this app. I would just encourage people that have not used it to give it a go. Yeah. Play around within the app. I always love to tell people you can't break Libby. Like Mm -hmm. we've tried you, you are not going to go in and break something. So mess around with it. And remember help and support is available to you always directly within the Libby app in the menu, in the navigation bar, those three lines down at the bottom where it says help and support, you can tap on get some help, search help articles. If you don't find what you're looking for, you can uh, tap where it says ask our support team, and then you'll be able to email them directly. I say that all the time because I think that's an amazing feature for new users or for folks who don't know what they did. If something isn't showing up the way you think it should, they can usually diagnose and help you very quickly. But right, we we could talk about Libby features all day long. I agree with Emma. I encourage you to put yourself out there, try it out, play around with things. And like Emma said, find the way to make Libby work for you. There is no one prescribed path that takes you through the Libby app. It really is a custom experience for every user to get the most out of reading from their library. Absolutely. And I want to shout out our libraries as well, because certainly we would be nothing without them in utilizing the Libby app. They're the ones that so carefully select all of the content for their communities that you have access to with your library cards. So a shout out to them for the way in which they merchandise and put this content in front of you um, so that hopefully you can easily find the books that you're after in Libby. Yeah. Remember to support your libraries. They are hubs of amazing resources. Never forget how lucky we are that we have amazing libraries. Exactly. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for this Libby-centric episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. I hope you enjoyed some of our favorite Libby features. Let us know what your favorite Libby features are. Remember, you can talk to us on social. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. And of course, you can send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com with your favorite features. Or if you have questions, we would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening today. And as always, happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com. And our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.